Luke's not here and it's family Sunday, I started getting my feelings hurt, but maybe I'm more authorized to preach to kids. So I remember a time, uh, and it's been a hot minute, that Luke used to bring up this nice, cool, little, cute chair right here, and he'd sit around with all the kids around him. So we're going to emulate something a little bit close to that. I don't have a chair, and I don't have the children's Bible, but uh, I do have the chair. I'm just not doing it. I can't. I, I walk and talk with my hands too much. But what I need this morning is all the children that are willing and able down to the littlest ones is fine. I want you to come sit up here because this morning I'm preaching with you and maybe your parents will get something before we leave. Amen? And I know these Auburn children aren't scared, so y'all got to start it. And this goes all the way up. Oh, yeah, don't shake your head like that. Teenagers, yes, come on with it. This, this is the joy of my life. I won't call you out, I promise you. I just need, your, I need you to be here with me. It's not, it's not awkward. It's not weird. <clears throat> Matthew, Lorelai, Tucker... You're mine. You at least have to come. Like, I can call you out. Like, it was, yeah, just chill right here. Huh? It's, it's, it's only weird if you let it be weird. Oh, look at those two. You're not out of the program yet. That one, he's in college, but y'all two, help a brother out. Lead by example. I've already, everybody's looking at you already. It's fine. I mean, hey. It's whatever. I mean, if, if, if you, you might have to repent about it later, but it's whatever. Nice. I like it. Oh, there we go. Let's have a round of applause for Mason because he's already embarrassed. All right, good. All right, we at least have to start. Uh, I got a microphone. Not that y'all need it, but I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't give you the opportunity to tell me something that you're thankful for because we just had Thanksgiving. Anybody want to tell me what they're thankful for this year? No? Okay. Look at this. Look at this. Look at these over here. Don't scream, all right? Go ahead. No, you can hold it. It's cool. I trust you. My family. She wins. My family and friends. <laughs> My home. Your home. Nice. Anything? None of y'all had like turkey and stuff and nothing good? Not thankful. Nothing? Okay. Hey, it's okay. It's all right. All right. That'll be what it'll be. All right, so this morning, um, uh, where's my picture? Where's my picture? There we go. That's my picture. And I got to tell you, uh, I, I can say this because uh, uh, Phil happens to be at work today, so he's not here to watch this. Um, but my wife reminded me that when Phil was testifying a little bit last week, when I was sitting in a tree stand when I should have been at church, but I was in Kentucky, so that passes the test. Like I was out of town, out of town, but I didn't kill anything. So I should have been here, but he said something about sending me a picture. So my wife asked me about it and I said, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I will tell you right now that I went all the way back to March of this year. And the caption from my buddy, Phil said, man, boy, that, that'll preach. Look at that picture. Look at all those roots. He said, sermon title, how deep are your roots? And I was like, but it was last March, so I didn't preach anything on it. So I felt bad when she said it. I said, he's never sent me that. So I'm looking recent, but there it is. So, so my desire and God's desire, we're trying to come together this morning, and we're going to see it before it's all said and done. So as adults, you guys get to look at that. The kids, they're not really going to pick up on too much of that, but y'all can figure out how that'll preach. So we're going to leave that up here. But this morning, uh, I want a couple of passages read. So you don't have to be super um, for it, but where are you going? It was your turn. All right, so we're going to start this morning in Matthew 13, 1 through 23. Um, the printer downstairs decided to have the devil in it and not let me print. So one of y'all have to read. It's going to be back there. 
Anybody? There you go. Thank you. The same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And the great crowds gathered around him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things about parables, saying, A a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up since had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were not scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some of hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. That's good. I told you 1 to 23. I have no idea why. <clears throat> that was good. Somebody tell me what just happened in that little parable. You will? All right. So we had soil. We had four types of ground, right? What else happened? We might, have to, we might have to lean to some of these older ones right over here to, to my right to get a good understanding because this is a pretty deep parable. Go ahead. Anybody? I like it. I like it. So we have seeds and we have uh, four different types of soil, right? What was the first type of soil? It was on the path, right? The seed hit the path. What happened to that seed? Anybody remember? When the seed hit the path, the birds ate it up, right? Right, right, all right. Because it had nowhere to go, couldn't get anywhere. It was just laying on the path. The next kind of soil was what? It was rocky. Remember that? It was bad. Why is it bad when it's rocky? Nice. So what does the seed do when it starts to sprout? It starts to sprout a what? A root? So on rocky ground, it really can't get into good soil and it can't start a root. I promise there's the point this morning. So on that rocky ground, did it last very long? I like this one. Whose kid is is that? What happened on the rocky soil? What? That's right. All right. Good. Good enough. You were right. It, it is. It is sunshine time. Oh wait, there is not a root. So on the rocky ground, the seed couldn't get anywhere because it couldn't get down to the good soil. So when the sun came or when the pressure came, it didn't have good soil to get to, so it withered quickly. The third one was in thorns. Why couldn't that seed go good in thorns? I feel like you read this before. I like it. That's that homeschool love right there. <clears throat> you are correct with those thorns. And the cool part is even though they're laughing, they're going to get something before it's all said and done. I promise sometimes we have to get elementary to, to get somewhere. But the seed couldn't go anywhere with the thorns because it was choked out by other things. That'll preach some other day, not right now. <clears throat> all right, and then the last one, what did it hit? The what? Y'all can say it too. It's fine. I heard it over here. Are you trying to be childish? I get it. The good soil. So... What are we supposed to take from that this morning is that we 
are supposed to be that good soil, right? So, so Jesus is talking in a parable, which means that it's a story that you can apply. The cool part is it can still apply in 2022, right? You at least agree with that? So you guys have all heard this parable a handful of times, but we got to talk about that good soil. What, what happens in good soil with that seed? It plants and does what? It sprouts a what? Which way does that root go? Down into good soil. So you think it's important that it's rooted in good soil? Because that's the point of today. The point of today is that we need to have a root into good soil. That parable is an understanding of why we are to be that good fertile ground. All right, bring up uh, John 15, 5 through 8, please. Which one of y'all wants to be like that? It's shorter, I promise. You, yes, sir, absolutely. You show these older kids that it's cool. I am the vine. Uh, you're, you are the branches, whoever ab- abides in me and in him he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing one more time say it out loud i am the vine i i'm i am the vine you are the branches you are the branches whoever, whoever abides in me Whoever abides in me. And I in him. And I am him. He it is that bears much fruit. He it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen. All right, so we're still on a track right now. We're still on a track of good soil getting down. We need to be rooted. I am the vine. You are the branches. Who's talking? God is talking. God is the vine, we are the branches, right? Connected to the source. Why does that good soil have to be rooted? Why should we want to be rooted down in good soil? Oh, you're skipping to the end, bro. I like it. He's trying to make it to Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. All right, so for you adults, you guys know what tumbleweeds are, correct? I got, listen, I, 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 I studied roots this week, um, and I was trying to find something cool to preach to y'all about it, but we're going to preach to the kids. Y'all ever seen a tumbleweed? You ever heard of a tumbleweed? Like, so if you think of Arizona, I've never been out that far. I'm not going to look at my wife because she really wants to go, so I'm going to go this way. But if you ever seen, like, Arizona, all that, like, those tumbleweeds are, like, real big, and they're just... They're just rolling around over the thing. You want to know why? Because they're not rooted very well. A tumbleweed has one root. goes straight down. That's a problem. You agree that's a problem? Why? Because then it gets blown away, right? All right, give me Psalm 1, 1 through 4. One of y'all's feeling it? One of y'all's feeling it? Which one, are you pointing? I think he said turkey. Blessed is the man who walks on the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. I think. But his delight in the law of the Lord, and on his law he mendicates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in this season, and its leaves do not wither. In all that he does, he pursues. The wicked are not so, 
but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Go back to the beginning of that one, if you don't mind there, Stephen. Let's go through that for a moment. There is a point. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. This is the part that I want you to hear. It says, and he, and he meditates on it day and night. And then go one more. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does, he prospers. So I want you to look at that for a minute and I want you to think what a fruit-bearing tree looks like by a river. That's a great place for it. Why does it matter that it is planted by a stream of water? Is water good for plants? So the water is a life source to the plant, so it grows and produces fruit. The cool part that the adults are starting to get is the correlation that we must produce fruit as a body. So in the beginning of the seed that landed on good soil, it did what? It turned out to produce what? What's that fruit that we're talking about when it comes? I'm going to go over here because I promise I'm gonna let, one of y'all are going to get this one. <clears throat> y'all ever heard of the fruit of the Spirit? It's not a coconut. I like that song too. If that's what you were thinking, we're not going there. Any of y'all know the fruits of spirit? Well, hang on. I heard it right here. What? I feel like that was almost to a jingle. Did y'all hear that all right? Y'all understand what the fruits of the spirit are? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I said it without singing. Thank you. I'm proud of myself. So we have come to the understanding that all of this seed has to plant in good ground and has to get rooted, as we want to call it, in that good soil. But if we meditate on it day and night, that root will grow into life. And then me, as a fruit, can be a fruit-bearing tree and express the fruits of the Spirit, correct? Y'all almost with me? It's a little deeper than I thought we should go this morning. All right, somebody, uh, Ephesians 3, please. I feel like that smile says you're going to do it. You're going to do it again? All right. That according to the riches of his glory, may he grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length of and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness, all the fullness of God. Thank you. All right, go back to the beginning of that for a minute, Stephen. Let's, <clears throat> let's extrapolate that for a minute. We won't go Luke deep, but we'll go deep a little bit. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Stop there for a second. So that one stuck me for a moment because here I am trying to think about how do I correlate being rooted in Christ and in the strength of his being to me so I can then become a fruit of the spirit to somebody else who can feed off of that. And this is, I believe I see a visual of the root here. It says he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner, in your inner being. If you are a blood bought born again, believer in Jesus Christ, you have the Holy spirit indwelling inside of you. Don't you? 
I'm, I don't want to look back this way. I don't, need, I don't need them to say it. But do you, you understand that? When you become a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, inside your inner dwelling. And when you, <clears throat> there it says, strengthen with power through his spirit in your inner being. Go to the next one, please. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints when is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's a little deeper than y'all need to be this morning, but understandably, when we are rooted in the Lord, we are with the fullness of God. Y'all heard your parents singing this morning, the goodness of God, and they get excited over that sort of stuff because God has never failed your parents, even though your parents may have failed you. Can I get an amen? We'll go back to this side. Y'all better not. Yeah, all right, one more last one, then we'll, we'll wrap a point. Uh, Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Which one of y'all? Kylie, you look like you're ready. Hard no? Come on. Okay. Let us consider how to stir one up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting. To meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Perfect. Go back to 24 for a minute. Let's read that aloud. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So there's a point here, and it's not to tell anybody at home that is not here gathering with us. That's not what that's about, but there's a point. So I want all of you, where's that microphone? I, I love y'all, but I, I know how little boys work. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about it myself. All right, so we need to learn a lesson in being rooted. So I believe you, sir, come stand right here. And I'm working this out in my head as we speak. But if you come closer, perfect. You're going to get it too. You cool with that? So if we were talking about a tumbleweed earlier, and a tumbleweed kind of just goes wherever the wind blows it, right? Why? Because it only had one root. So it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy to get knocked out of its place, right? You're not, you're not really grounded very well in the ground. Are you? You understand that? Does that make sense? Ooh, easy to push you. Now, now, what happens when that root starts getting a little bit bigger? Stephen, you are the closest thing to his grounding. I need you to come this way. We'll do it close enough to where the camera is right here. <clears throat> In the most non-awkward fashion, I would like you to get down. You can stay right there. I would like you to anchor his base. This right here is Papa Root, closest thing visually that we're going to... Oh, he's, he's... You good? Huh? It's much better, right? So if we start talking about planting that real deep root, it's a blessing because you've got your strength, your Father, your Heavenly Father in a sense... He's down there underneath you. So when, when life comes around and people start pushing around on you, even though you knew all your good answers, you're rooted. You're not easily blown around, right? Does that make sense to y'all? Why we need to be rooted? Because at some point, you're good, Stephen. Thank you. At some point, we, we don't want you to blow around. 
as the wind comes. I need another cool part. All right, so I need you all to stand up. Let's go right here. You can stay right there. I'm just getting out of the way a little bit. Just don't want it to be weird. <clears throat> all right, come right here to the middle. And I want you guys to all get real close. Real close. No, we, like, and, and I lock, lock your arm in the person beside you. Don't leave out a little one. I see a head going over there. Oh, you, you are in no man's land over here. You got to catch another side because you're not going to be good and grounded. You got to get in there. Got to get in there. There you go. You're out there by yourself. That one's going to get a pass. She's real little. But I want you to think about it for a minute. So we talked about it at the very end. Give me that last, uh, where was I at? That was Ephesians-ish. Which one of y'all turned the heater on because it's hot? Which, uh, not neglecting to meet together as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Here's the reason why we go to youth group. Here's the reason why we come to Awanas. Here's the reason why we do all of the things that we do. And parents, you're going to get something from this because you, you kind of come to Awanas, you kind of whatever. But fellowshipping with the saints is for a reason. Because now that all these kids are together, they're all rooted with one another. It's not easy for the world to push them apart. Now, if, if one of them is standing in no man's land, by the themselves. Huh? You like that? All right, here's the cool part. All right, sit down one more second. Oh, what's up, dude? All right. Christopher. Oh, I don't know. Can you do it with a baby? We need to talk about Jesus as your anchor. I don't know if that's going to fit you, but that's what I found. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, I undid this before I, as soon as I got here. That's what I get for not killing a deer and not having to drag it. So it's clean and knotted up. It's the story of my life. All right. I'd like you just to lay down on the ground right there, sir. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> let, me get, let, me, let me get four or five of you boys right here. Go right here. Now, hang on. Hang on. Before we start doing this, uh, I, I got to get you to under... I mean, I just wanted you to be an anchor. I didn't want you to take a nap. But children, what I got you, what I want you to see is when we start this little tug of war action, I want you to see that Chris is reflective of the Holy Spirit or Christ in your life. The, 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 the inner dwelling of that inner root making its way to good ground, that source of life will always keep you grounded. Go ahead, pull. Nice. I just don't want it to snap. There is a buckle at the end, and I can feel it. I'm smacking one of those kids in the face. All right, perfect. All right. All right, we can let go. We can let go. All right. All right, everybody sit back down. All right, you can get up, sir. Can you take that off? Yeah. When I will. 
All right, children, you can go back and sit down with your parents. Candy cane action. We don't need that. All right. So, let me put this back up here. Sydney, can I borrow you? Oh, mercy. You, you, you will not. All right, so here's my point. As I started looking through um, scripture about being rooted, uh, it's fun with the kids. We can stay light with the kids, but we need to be deep with the adults. The adults need to still be able to leave with something today. And I'm out of breath. That's terrible. <clears throat> I learned about a taproot. Does everybody know what a taproot is? So a taproot is the first root that comes out of a plant. The taproot is the main root that goes straight down and connects to the source of life. So if you were to Google, um, I don't see which one that is going to be because it's going to be underneath the trees. But what you see, it's my inner fourth grade right here. As I see, can you guys see all of these roots down in this trench? So Phil dug up that trench and saw that and uh, immediately saw the sermon that it could be there. I see that as all of those roots intertwined together, but that's not the taproot. The taproot is the main root that goes down to the source and all the other roots that intertwine go out from that. I believe you have to have your own personal study to stay grounded in the word. That's meditating on it day and night. That's reading your word. You grow all of those other things that keep you solid with those around you by joining the fellowship of the saints, hanging out with other believers at work, at church, at multiple places that it can be. But the taproot has to be because it's the main line to God. Other things uh, stem from it. I wrote two things and then I'm going to quit. The fruit of your life reveals the root of your heart. Um, I I feel like that's the point where I need to shift to adults because the kids aren't going to fully get that, but you guys are. So my question, as Phil would say in this sort of thing, is how deep are your roots? The fruit of your life reveals the root of your heart. Kids don't understand trials. Kids are still trying to figure out how to just have a right relationship with God. They're seeing it in us. But you guys have a good understand of salvation and how to get rooted. You guys understand trials. You guys see things that come in life that sway you. Phil said one thing, standing back here a couple, three months ago, and I don't know if y'all are waiting, but I'm still waiting for him to answer his call to ministry because that guy is anointed. But he said something that I said, I, I, I won't pick up on that because he's going to preach that one day. And he hasn't yet, but I got to tell you, it fits in here. So Phil said, we were talking about being hungry for the Lord in what we do. And he said, sometimes I believe we're not as hungry as we need to be because we're capable. Some of y'all might get that on the way home and it may hit your mind a little bit different. But as soon as I heard that, I said, wow, the Lord allows us to be capable to solve some of our problems, but he still wants us to be dependent. We get to make those choices. And and I see that when he said that, I said, that's rough because sometimes I like to be my own root. 
I, I like to be that shallow single root depending upon myself instead of getting tapped into God, even though I might be able to do it myself. There's a lot of things that I can do. There's a lot of things that God can do better, amen? So here's my, my last note. It says, God doesn't put trials in your life to show you how strong you are. Somebody say amen. God doesn't put trials in your life to show you how strong you are. God allows trials in your life to show you how sufficient his grace is to meet those needs today. So for the adult portion, we're going to, Sydney's going to sing a song that's called Sufficient for Today. And I just want you to worship for a minute because if we spent any time this morning, I want to know that you leave here and you ask God, how deep are my roots? How deep is my tap root? Do I rely upon self or do I rely upon knowing that you are sufficient for today and I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, amen?
children, whether I'm on the same wavelength or not, the joy of reciting a parable, in my opinion, is just like talking to kids. It's for you, but it's not. It's not about you, but you can use it. I I find it joyful that in 2022, I can still read a parable that Jesus spoke and it'd be applicable to me today in my walk with the Lord as it was for those guys standing with him. Somebody say amen to that. Amen, that's right. Understanding that root, all week long, I have prayed, Lord, how deep are my roots? How deep are my roots? And then all of those other roots that go out beside it are the most exciting. The picture alone, uh, can you throw that back up one more time? The picture alone, in my opinion, as you can see all of those other little roots in there, I believe that is what helps us through trials in life. You can look around in this room right now, and I promise you that if there is a trial that you start to go through tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., that you can look around this room and see 30 different people that you're able to make a phone call to, amen? And I'm gonna tell you right now that if you look around this room and say, I don't know 30 people in here that I would call for my problems, let's work on that because that's those roots that are going side by side. Everybody in this room has the same problems that you do. Say amen to that, right? So everyone deals with the same thing over different times and over different places. And there are people that have been through what you are going through, whether you've not gone through them yet or not, they have finished that race and they are there to help if you call them. But if your roots don't go out laterally to the rest of the church or the body of believers at your work, you're never gonna know. And then you're back to battling just your taproot to God and your own sufficiency. I'm not sufficient for myself. Can't do it. Amen? So my homework for you is how deep are your roots? Because there's coming a day when we're not going to get an opportunity to know how deep our roots are. We're going to find out. Would y'all stand? Stand.